Would you like to strengthen your marriage, encourage your children, and grow your family relationships? Join author and international evangelist Sammy Tippett as he ignites the flame in your heart for your family. Hello, we want to welcome you to broadcast, a podcast that will bless your life, strengthen your heart, and we believe not only you, but for generations to come, you will be blessed because of what God does in your life. And we're talking about dads today, and we've been talking for the last couple of weeks about dads, uh, but we're talking about the real dad, <laughs> the one who is Abba Father, and that's where we stopped last week, and, and of course, Pastor Walker has been preaching every week, and we've just kind of been following his messages uh, from what he has been preaching each Sunday and uh, on, on the subject of the real dad, who our real dad is, and what his heart is for his children. It's and, just uh, a great truth, and yeah. it's so relevant, you know, I mean, we, we all, um, as ministers of the gospel, Sammy, we, you know, we can get up and preach to to other folks and tell other folks how to live, but I, I will say sometimes to our folks that the longest walk I ever take is the walk from the pulpit out to my car after yeah. service is over. It's because you're wondering, you know, Lord, did I did I do you justice? Did mm-hmm. I did I do your word? Uh, was was it accurate what I said? Uh, hoping that my heart was right, and you're you're needing encouragement, you, mm-hmm. you, but but not just from people. It's that in that internal invisible, where if we could hear our Father saying. You know, well done. Yeah. Well done. I, I, that was good. That was right. A bearing of witness in our hearts. It just makes a lot of difference even for preachers. Yeah. And, and you know, um, all of us are people who are, the bottom line is we are needy. We are needy children, and he is a good father. And whether it's preaching the gospel or whether it's going to work uh, on a construction job, we are needy. We are needy. And, and I think that Sometimes people have the idea that the only people who who need God are those who are ministering, and uh, and, and we all should be ministering in some way or another. But right. but I, I'm talking about full time capacity. Mm-hmm. But but the truth is, you know, you stopped yesterday with that wonderful passage about uh, Abba Father mm-hmm. and how the Spirit bears witness yeah. uh, as as we are His children and He is our Daddy, and mm-hmm. and we I mean, there's that intimate relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when the, the week that I found out, you remember I t- talked about, and I've talked several times about the guy who contacted me saying he had evidence that he was my brother. Mm-hmm. The week that I found out about that, and in fact, it was on a Sunday morning, I was out having my quiet time and the Lord spoke those verses to my heart. Mm-hmm. And, and those verses were, uh, you know, he, he talks about our inheritance, mm-hmm. And and I and I realized because uh, to be honest with you that morning sometimes I don't know if anybody else wakes up this way sometimes I wake up with a real negative spirit yeah. sometimes I wake up real positive and sometimes I wake up and man I think well, how did this happen you know but I woke up and I was kind of complaining to the Lord you know because I I grew up and um, we didn't have much you know mm-hmm. physically and my father and mother died and I received nothing basically uh, as an inheritance and I was saying Lord I ha- I had no inheritance. Mm-hmm. Everything I have, you know, I've gotten myself. And then the Lord said, Sammy, this is your inheritance. This is your inheritance. Uh, I am your father. Mm -hmm. You are my child. Mm -hmm. And because you are my child, you have an inheritance. The riches Mm -hmm. of Christ, spiritual riches are yours. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's your inheritance. And then Mm -hmm. it was that week, later on that week, that I received the phone call uh, saying, and, and that it threw me into trying to find out who I was physically. But you know what? 
God had, had been speaking to me before I ever went through that, before yeah. I ever sat at that restaurant with you, mm-hmm. weeping and saying, you know, who am I? Mm-hmm. Underneath it, God had already laid a foundation said, I want you to know who you really are. That's the truth. You are my child. Yes. I am your father. And yes. that's what it's all about. It's, and it's just, um, it's a remarkable thing that the Lord wants us to live the days of our lives knowing that in our hearts, that yeah. he is our father and not just, not just father from the standpoint of, 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 of a distant kind of a, you know, I'll, I'll feed you and I'll clothe you and I'll try to take care of you. But, but that term Abba, father, that a little child would use, would use for a dad. And it is so important that the heavenly father to the heavenly father, that we live with that working in us. That as we read last week, he sent forth the spirit of Jesus. Yeah into your heart and into my heart, into our hearts as the body of Christ. And the and the one cry of the Spirit of Jesus inside us is Abba Father. Abba I thought of that as you said, I wake up some mornings, you know, and I <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm not hearing that. You know, my flesh is maybe louder. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not tuned into the cry of the Spirit, Abba Father. But it you know, we just need to be reminded, Sammy, that that for the Lord to do that, for the Lord to put the, for that, Him to work it that way, work the Spirit into our lives, and that the theme of the Spirit would be Abba Father. He He does that knowing that we're not going to be sin free until we get to heaven. You know, we're not going to live a life that totally honors Him until we get to heaven. And yet, still, He wants us as a as a child at times broken by sin. Or, or, or a child not living like we need to live, but the cry of our heart still is, Daddy, have mercy on me, Daddy, Abba. And, and there's such security in that, and there's such peace uh, in, in his acceptance of us, not based on our works, not based on our failures, our good works, but based on what Christ did for us. That's Amen. the adoption. That's how we come into this relationship, and, 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 it, and it's based Amen. on that covenant that we have with him, and that you know, I think probably uh, when we think of, at least me, people that I deal with in counseling sessions, probably the biggest issue, deep gut issue that people have is a sense of rejection. And it normally comes, a lot of times it comes from the, the family and and goes all the way back to feeling of rejection from a father or mother. And no matter how good a parent's, godly a parent's are, somewhere along the way, they're going to make us feel rejected. Not yeah. not maybe intentionally yeah. or whatever, because they're human. Mm-hmm. And so this, mm-hmm. this, this thing gets in us, this feeling of rejection. But when we come to Christ, mm-hmm. that cry, Abba, Father, I am accepted. Mm-hmm. You are my Father. Mm-hmm. You are my Father. And to... To know that acceptance that comes from him. And then you back it up. You know, you back it up on the basis of what am I accepted? You know, and it's it's not on how righteous I've lived right. or what I on my own have stopped doing or how much good I could be for God, you know, do for God. But it's it's that he knew me. He knew me as a sinner. And before my sin, my coming into this life as a sinner, he made provision through the death of Jesus on the cross. He initiated all of that, Sammy. I couldn't, I couldn't make God send his only begotten son to the cross. He, he had to have that in his heart, but he was seeing me. He was desiring me. He was picking me out and setting in motion the things necessary for me to be 
drawn close to him without any hindrance between me and him. And then he gives me the spirit of his son to cry out, Abba, Father. It's just, it'll just blow your hat in the creek. I, I tell you what, and, uh, and you know, and the thing is, that's where the adoption part that we were talking about last yeah. week comes in that, you know, we are adopted. We, you know, we didn't do anything to work our way into this relationship. There's nothing that we deserve. I mean, it's out of his mercy, which is where we started off with this thing. Oh, back over in Exodus, you, you start off with this, uh, his, his compassion and his loving kindness, mm-hmm. slow to anger. Mm-hmm. This is his heart towards his children. And in the New Testament, it gets deeper. It gets better. It gets more clear. It uh, gets fuller and richer. Let me read the rest of it. Um, excuse me for, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but just this, as you were talking, this is Galatians 4, 6. We think a lot of Romans 8 about He's the, where Paul's saying he's put the spirit of his son into us to cry out, Abba, Father. But Paul repeats that again, that theme again, elaborates on a little further in Galatians 4. And he said, verses verse 6, because you are sons, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And then he says, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Mm, mm, Isn't that something? Mm. Not... Not just a creation of God, not just an adopted stepchild of God, but brought into the level of sonship, daughterhood. And if you're a legal son, if you're a legal daughter in the mind of God, then you are a legal heir. Yes. Jesus saying, what the Father has given to me, I've given to you as well, because you are you are my brothers in that sense and my sisters. If a son than an heir through God. Let's talk about this heirship thing for for a minute. I mean, we we are his child. We are an heir of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What is our what does that inheritance? Can we define it practically? Mm-hmm. Can we define it spiritually? How do we define the inheritance that we have in Christ Jesus? The Bible says we've been raised and seated with him in heavenly places that all the riches of Christ Jesus we have. What, what is that? I mean, t- tell me what that is specifically. Can you do that? You know, there, there are dimensions of it. There are different dimensions of, of, of our inheritance in Christ. Right now, we are inheriting a relationship with our Father, with this, this, the Abba Father. Um, that, that's a, that is something right here and now. But when the Apostle Peter was writing his letters, he didn't, he just, there are just two books specifically attributed to the Apostle Peter, the old fisherman, the great, the great apostle. Um, but he was writing to a church that was getting ready to go, a church throughout the early church that was getting ready to go into a season of fiery persecution. And, and it was going to be a capital offense as it is in some countries in our mm-hmm. world today to name the name of Christian and, and they could lose their families. They could lose everything they had, all of their, their property and so forth. And, and, and Peter starts out in that first chapter of first Peter, he says, listen, he says, there is an inheritance that is reserved in heaven for you. You're going to go through a fire trial right now and there can be things taken away from you, but there is, there is an inheritance reserved in heaven for you that cannot be taken by anything in this in this life. And, and you know what, David? When we think of inheritance, normally, probably that becomes the thing that divides families. 
yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. But you know, Watch this this is mine. This is yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah. But but in Christ, it is what unites us. That's right. You know, it's an amazing thing is that uh, our spiritual inheritance, you know, I have everything that Christ says, but so do you. So does my brothers and sisters. I mean, uh, we, we, we all have it all. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. His love is limitless. So in other words, another person born into the kingdom of God, he gets into the inheritance and he gets just as much as I do because <laughs> it's limitless and it's eternal love. And Sammy, in, in places around the world where you go, where, where there is persecution or where there is great poverty or disease and, and the things of this life are so transient just by the definition of where they are. What, what is, what is the hope? that will work in believers. What do you hear pastors being able to say that really encourage their people about this thing of inheritance? Well, you know, one thing is, is, is what's on the inside. Uh, I, I was sharing with you, I think, in, 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 as we were preparing for this, about Dave, my son yeah. Dave, and he's done this discipleship school. And uh, he's done it here in San Antonio for many years. And now this year he's gone overseas and done it mm-hmm. in uh, two places, India and Romania. And both needy places and uh, very needy places. And he said the joy and the hunger was so much greater that God was able to accomplish in one week what it takes sometimes nine months to accomplish here in the United States. And I think it's because they, they have tapped into what really counts, what really matters. I mean, when everything is said and done, it's not that uh, house on the lake. It's not that uh, nice car you're driving. Mm-hmm. I mean, when everything's said and done, what's life all about? I mean, it's I mean, it's about man, my relationship with God, my relationship with people, the friends He's given me, the mm-hmm. the people I've met, the my, you know my family that I have. Uh, I mean, those are the things that really count. And so, what happens sometimes is people who don't have the things, the toys. Right. They, 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 they have focused on what, what God has given. And I think when I tell you that, you know, when that scripture that I was reading, that, uh, I think that's what was God was saying is, Hey, son, I've given you something that is more valuable than anything your earthly parents could ever dream of giving you. They didn't have it to give to you. Yeah. They, yeah. they didn't have, uh, this, this portfolio to give to yeah. you, uh, yeah. to leave, leave you with. But I have left you with Something and, and the truth is, I mean, this is the truth. Had I done what my parents wanted me to do with my life, mm-hmm. I mean, I probably would have been in a mess. Mm-hmm. But because I did what the father yeah. wanted me to do, I mean, I have. Hey, man, you know, I had cancer. You know, God could have taken me then. Mm-hmm. He may take me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But man, I've lived ten lives. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, wow, yeah. abundant life, yeah. life and joy. Uh, adventure, uh, mm. peace, mm. Uh, <laughs> crossing rivers and going to places nobody ever went. I mm. mean, what a life this has mm. been. Mm. And that's the inheritance of the saints. Yeah. And by the way, people say, well, Brother Sammy, I can't go where you go. Well, hey, you know what brought me where I went? Is my time alone with him. It's in his mm. presence, tapping into those mm. spiritual resources, that spiritual inheritance. Mm. And every one of us can tap into that. Yeah. That, I mean, it's a bank account that God has given us, and, and in prayer, we go tap into that. That's right. 
and uh, a right. spiritual bank account and, and uh, the spiritual riches of glory of, of the glory of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that Amen. we can tap into. Amen. Man, I'm, I'm sorry, I Amen. probably well, sound like to, I'm preaching, but I, I just you are. You man, I'm excited preach. about that. I'm but listen to this. This is this is Psalm 103, and this is another place in the Old Testament where that Exodus 34 section is repeated. It it was it was um, before the the scripture was written. A lot of it was passed down orally. It was passed yeah. down verbally from one uh, one believer to another to another believer. And someone other this ended up that Exodus 34 passage known to us as Exodus 34. David got it, and as David wrote Psalm 103, listen to how he how he says it. Uh, this is verse eight: The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. Then he says. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgression from us, just as a father has compassion on his children. So the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, for he himself knows our frame. He's mindful that we are but dust. Isn't that an amazing That's amazing. Comfort? That is absolutely You amazing. know, David, the man who, who, who could reach the heights, you know, in Revelation and writing songs and praising the Lord and great exploits and courageous and daring, but also knew the depths of sin. I mean, he marriage unfaithfulness and had a man murdered and all of that kind of thing. But he, but he says, this is what I know about my father. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He's not dealt with me according to just according to my sin or rewarded me according to my iniquities. High as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear. If we can live our lives, Sammy, and wake up morning by morning, with the cry of the Spirit of this God crying in us, Abba, Father, then instead of us doing what the devil wants us to do, living in shame, and shame just drives you further and further into sin. If you can't get the shame dealt with by the blood of Jesus, then you're just going to keep living in the shadows and living back here, and one sin will lead to another sin, and the devil says, so, well, this is all you are. You're just a sorry sinner. You know, you've never been anything other than a than a drug addict or never been anything other than an alcoholic or never been anything other than disobedient. That's all. You can't expect God to to really care about you or or show his covenant love to it. Because look how you're doing. And he just keeps trying to heap that shame upon us. That's the voice of the enemy. But but the voice of the Lord is Abba, Abba, Father, forgive me, forgive me. It was wrong what I did. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And and then we, we we're pressing into the light. We're moving into the light instead of running away from the light. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and and it's it's an amazing thing. And it, and I don't think that this can be understood naturally with the human mind. I mean, it because it goes contrary to everything we're taught, everything we know. Um, you know, I, I I believe, and I think I've shared before that you know God has spoken to my heart, saying, "Run like a champion, mm-hmm. run like a champion." Mm-hmm. But the thing that um, that that is amazing. This work becomes, I think, confusing to people. Is I can't run like a champion. <laughs> I'm not a champion. There's only one champion, and that's Jesus. Yeah. He's told me to run like a champion. He said, yeah. "Be holy, even as I am holy." The truth yeah. is, we can't be holy. 
Yeah. He's got to do that work in That's us. That's right. And it's, it's got to be him. It's not mm. I, but it's Christ mm. in me. Christ who lives in me. And, uh, and, and I am but a wounded deer who must drink from the water of life. Uh, I am, I am but a sinner and, and who needs the mercy of the Savior. I am but a, uh, someone who is, is sick and I need the physician and I need to live in the light of that dependence. I don't need to live acting like a sick person or acting like a sinner, but saying that my hope is not in my ability to pull myself out of, out of this. And I think that the reason this is hard to grasp for some people is we live in a culture, especially here in America, that is so performance oriented. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you perform and you're rewarded based on your performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, David, if you preach so that uh, enough people will respond, then, oh, man, you're a good preacher. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've been faithful to the word right. and mm-hmm. done what God said to do and depended on him, that's success. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, among preachers, there's one guy that we all, all of us preachers kind of look up to and admire as one of the great preachers of all times, G. Campbell Morgan. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of his first places that he went in view of a call to be a pastor, uh, they rejected him. Mm-hmm. And he sent a message to his father, and he just simply said this, rejected. Mm-hmm. And his father sent a message back to him saying, rejected on earth, accepted in heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, that set the course of Campbell Morgan's ministry. He became one of the great preachers of all times. But he realized, hey, my acceptance is not based on what people think of how well I did in the pulpit. And he became a great pulpiteer. Yeah. <laughs> he became a champion. He ran like a champion. Yeah. But but his, his acceptance was not on how eloquent and how well he did things to 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 get people to like what he had to say but it was but it was on what god had and it changes your whole perspective it, it really does one night we talk about that 18 inch drop when it comes out of our heads and really really disturbs our hearts in a good way yeah. that it, it engages our hearts that that i'm not just a son but if i'm a son the word says i'm an heir i'm yeah. a joint heir with Jesus Christ and and there are folks listening to this and watching this in countries where probably um, their future can be severely limited in an earthly sense, a professional sense, an educational sense maybe because of their their commitment to the Lord Jesus. But the scripture says, the word of God says that you're a son, you're a daughter of the most high God because of the Christ who lives within you. And down here, it may not look like you're inheriting what other families may be inheriting or other groups may be inheriting. But, but the time will come, Sammy. It's in, it's in the books of God. It's in the, it's in the ledger of God. There is allocated inheritance that far surpasses the billionaire's billions in this life. Yeah. And it won't leave you. You can't die and leave it behind. It's a forever inheritance in that place with your real father. And with the brothers and sisters. And you know what that does to me, David, it it says to me, man, Sammy, don't live. Don't set your heart, your affections on things below here on this earth. I mean, this stuff's going to pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. but His word will remain forever. And set your affections on those things above. 
you know. You know, a, a practical expression of that that just really blessed my heart. There is a, there is a very um, um, gifted woman in our in our city who is uh, um, she's she's kind of at the top of her game professionally and mm-hmm. and um, in in buying and selling of of uh, of different things and but but her attitude um, her attitude is is expressed. Uh, even though it seems like so much of what she does is about uh, the putting together of deals that would prosper, mm-hmm. financial deals that would prosper. The bottom line is her statement, it's just money. Yeah. It's just money. Now, what, what, it, it, that's not a discarding of, you know, giving up and resignation to failure. It's just that the real chips I'm playing with or the yeah. real stakes that I'm dealing with, it's not about money. Mm-hmm. You know, this, it's just, it's just money. So, you know, even a Christian business people can go through the rises and the falls and the ins and the outs and the favor and the disfavor, realizing that this isn't my heritage. You know, uh, and I, I want to be very general here because I don't want to uh, embarrass things, but I know a couple that you know also. It's very wealthy and, uh, and they live in a mobile home. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and why? Why would they do that? Because they're investing in kingdom things, yeah. and and they've just made a decision. Hey, what's what's really important? Yeah. And they're invested in things in the yeah. kingdom of God. Yeah. And uh, you you know they they get it mm. that our inheritances mm. and 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 you know I've had I've had friends who are you know and I have a number of friends who've done very well materially in this world, and I have a real good friend and uh, who, who's told me he said you know. So the worst thing I could do is to give to my kids this stuff. Mm-hmm. It'll ruin them mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. they know and they say, so, you know, we, we want, we want to dispose of this yeah. in the kingdom business. Yeah. And, uh, because they understand that, uh, you got to keep your focus right. You know, and in the kingdom, some folks don't have that choice. Yeah. Other folks do have right. that choice. And, and, um, uh, but it's but the bottom line is 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 the same, whether you're giving it away or whether it was all taken from you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 bottom line is our inheritance is not here. Our inheritance can't the full measure of it cannot be seen. Paul said, if you can look at it, it's going to disappear. Yeah. But the things you can't see are the things that are eternal. And the greatest things that I can give to my children right. are strength to face right. difficulties in life, right. because I don't care. How wealthy you are, how poor you are, you're going to face difficulties. Right. Strength to face difficulties. Love that enables you to overcome hurt. Yeah. Uh, joy that gets mm-hmm. you through things in life That's that nothing. Right. Those are the greatest things that I can give. Mm-hmm. And those are all fruit of the Spirit. Those are all a part mm-hmm. of our inheritance that we have in Christ. So the greatest thing that you can leave. And you know what? Uh, you're, you don't have to have a portfolio. To be able to give those things away mm-hmm. and to have those things yourself. That's and right. so, um, you know, I, I think, I think we've got to keep in mind that, uh, there's an eternal dimension and the happiest people I know are not, I, I know some really happy wealthy people mm-hmm. and I know some really happy poor people mm-hmm. and I know a lot of happy middle class people. Yeah. But they all have one thing in common. They know the source of their true riches, mm-hmm. and it's in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's in Christ that's Jesus. Cool, uh, I, I think we, we need to, this has been fun these three weeks, mm-hmm. just sharing these Good. things. I hope I hope that you've gotten excited about these things. And uh, 
Pastor David's been sharing with us, and it's just been a blessing to me. We want to pray for you. David, would you, would you just pray uh, that, that God would just open mm-hmm. our hearts that we might know the height and depth and breadth and width of his love towards mm-hmm. us in Christ Jesus? Lord, around this world, uh, there, are, there are your sons and your yes. daughters in various positions and stations mm-hmm. of material things. There are various places of, of having uh, governmental favor and freedom to operate as, as, uh, as citizens or, or not freedom to operate as Christian citizens. But Lord, we're, we're just so blessed that, that you, are the, you are the God in heaven and, and you do whatever you please. Yes. And, and what, what you're allowing to, to work in our lives and the circumstances of and around our lives Lord, we're, we want faith to believe that, that it, is, it is going to be uh, for our good, for your glory, mm-hmm. and that our inheritance is not in the things we can see necessarily, mm-hmm. but it is, in the, it is in the promises of God, it is in the reality that yes. your Spirit causes us to know that, that this is not just a dream, this, this, yes. is, this is not just make-believe, yes. but, but the things that are the most eternal are the things that we can't see. And Lord, you are faithful to us. You're faithful to forgive us. You're faithful to lead us. You're faithful to provide for us. And Lord, we, we're, we're looking to you to, to this day and each of the days of our lives to make it real in us, the voice of your spirit crying out, Abba, Father, mm-hmm. Abba, Father. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Yes. We're not stepchildren. We're, we're, we're not outcasts, but we've been brought into the family, picked out, wanted, and we've been invested with all the legal authority of an heir of the Most High God. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, encourage our brothers and sisters around the world. Let us live like the heirs that we are. Let us choose the high road, Lord. Let us choose to believe you and to wait for you and mm-hmm. to rest in you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, child of God. <laughs> God bless you, joint heir. Uh, in Christ Jesus, and uh, I know that he will because he's good. He's so good. And uh, we'll look forward next week to sharing with you more. So be sure and tune in. God bless you. Until next week. We hope you've been encouraged. If you'd like to hear more, visit sammytippett.org. There you'll hear podcasts, watch daily devotionals, and obtain books by Sammy that will ignite your faith, your love of family, and a passion to reach others.